0: What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we hung out with Mauro over Zoom video. Mauro was born and raised in Portugal, and she talks about how she got into music. Born into a very musical household, her mom is a music teacher, so from four years old through 14, 10 years, her and her siblings had to study music. Once they finished at the school, it's like a conservatory school that aligns with the actual school that they're going to. At 14, when they finished that, then they could give it up. She didn't, continued obviously, and uh, went through 12th grade at this conservatory. At 19, she applied to get into Berkeley here in the United States and uh, got a scholarship, moved to Boston, and she tells us about that. She had started writing songs around 11, but never showed anyone these songs. She tells us about the first moment she signed up for, she's kind of pressured into signing up for an open mic night. Like one of the first few days she had been in in Boston and that experience. Eventually recording all the songs that she had written or a chunk of them that she had written from like 11 on. She did that at Berkeley. She moved to LA. We hear that story. Getting signed to Quincy Jones Production. Her stint on Eurovision, she made it in the top 10 on this year's most recent Eurovision. We hear about that and all about the new album and the incredible story that goes along with it. It's called Can You See Me? You can watch our interview with maro on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Mauro.
1: Hello.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: Hi, nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you as well. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Uh, my name is Adam, and this is a podcast about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about the uh, record album you have coming out in oh, on Friday, I believe, or in just a few days from now.
1: Yeah, yeah, on Friday.
0: Very, sim, very- sim, sim, sim. Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, first off, I always ask, where were you born and raised? Uh,
1: born in Lisbon, Portugal. And lived there up till my 20s. So yeah, very, very Portuguese.
0: (laughs) Okay, very cool. What was it like growing up there?
1: Uh, Amazing, honestly. It's very, you know, family oriented. And uh, I did a bunch of sports and studied, um, we call it science and technology. So because I was going to biology or veterinary, I didn't even know. And then also was at the conservatory to study classical piano. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice. It's nice.
0: You wanted to, you originally thought you were going to be a vet. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah. Uh, or oh, something, wow. you know, something related to animals, but maybe, maybe more like biology and less, uh, castrating. Dogs
0: <laughs> sure, sure. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk to you about your music, but I'm now I'm fascinated. Uh, how long were you interested in that? Cause from what I read, you went to Berkeley, right?
1: Yes. So okay. I, I, I wanted to to go into the animal world uh, till I was nineteen, and it was it was at nineteen that I actually had that click of uh I uh, what am I doing I should actually be doing music because I've always studied but I never really liked studying anything not that I didn't like music because I actually loved music and I loved playing but I just didn't want to study like uh, I think a lot of kids sure <laughs> wanted to of course play sports and, <laughs>
0: yeah. do what they want to um, do.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's like way too hyperactive to be sitting at a piano, <laughs> and um and then at nineteen, I actually had that kind of realization. Like, uh, actually, I you know, music is the one thing that makes me not even be able to sleep when I'm excited about it. So there was that kind of like, Transition yeah, just realization. There. Yeah. Realization.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll get to that point. Um. So mom's a piano teacher. Is that what I saw?
1: mom is like a ear training. Uh, it's it's she, a lot of things like a, a music a pedagogy. I don't even know how to say it in English, but like uh, basically she teaches people that want to be also like music teachers for, um, oh. it, you know, it's a lot of different things, but also year training. And so, yeah, but on the more of like classical world
0: side. Okay. So you were born yeah. right into music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, basically not forced us but um kind of had this rule at the house that my siblings and i had to um, do the you know ninth grade um in music too and we didn't need to do anything with it we just had to kind of study it because it's good for your you know mind yeah and, like, sure up every, to ninth grade day.
0: or 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 at ninth grade like so from whenever what was up that four or something grade, she- yeah Okay. So from exactly. four to uh, at four. 15 or 14, you had to do it.
1: Four to 14. Exactly. It's like 10 okay, years so of 10 years you get a of... diploma. And you, oh. she also had this thing where like, it's not only good for you, but if for some reason, everything doesn't you know, work out in your life, like anything works out in your life then you can, at least you have a diploma and you can teach music. If, if for some reason things didn't work out.
0: Oh, okay. So you do you yeah. still have the <laughs> diploma?
1: Yeah, because then, you know, I, I reached ninth grade and then I was kind of like, well, I did 10 years and there's three right. left. So I kind of just kept on going, even though I really didn't want to study. But I was I did. I'm I'm kind of that person that if I start something, I just want to finish it anyways. And so it. I, then I did it till. Yeah, till 12th yeah, grade. College. So I did three more years.
0: OK, yeah. but I mean, like the physical diploma, do you have it like? I completed the, these years of, of piano?
1: Yes. Yes. It's somewhere stored in a, a folder. Oh, it's somewhere not like the uh, house.
0: framed in the house at all?
1: <laughs> no, I think we were too mad. To, we were like, wait, I don't want to study. Oh, okay. But na- nowadays you sure. look back and we're like, yeah, that, that was absolutely worth it.
0: Sure, sure. Wow. Okay, so and it was just piano you are studying all the way through?
1: Well, piano has the, the instrument, but then uh-huh. it, it's like a conservatory. So you, you do like ear training and choir and like uh, music history and like all these thing, acoustics. You, you actually do the whole, oh. it's like a whole. So I did that while studying. That's why it was also a lot.
0: Oh, so it wasn't just lessons. It wasn't just like, okay, you have to do piano lessons through ninth grade. This is like you're in a whole other school learning all of this stuff alongside your your regular classes.
1: Exactly. And usually, oh, wow. you know, at least after ninth grade, people choose an area of like studies. Mm-hmm. And um, usually if you do this kind of like music program, even if in some other school, then in your regular school, you don't have some courses. But I, I actually did both of them. So I, I was like, I'm pretty, uh, you know, busy at, at, at the time
0: right wow okay were you writing songs at all during this time or is it just basically soaking up all of this musical knowledge
1: no i i I was i i wasn't showing them to anybody though but i started writing when i was 11 um but it it was always i never actually took them seriously i i didn't even think i would ever show my music to anybody i didn't even think of it as my music it was kind of more like my i guess my journal like instead of writing whatever i was feeling i would kind of put it into songs and um ever since i was a kid but i never really took it or any, any of it seriously up until i was already at berkeley and i decided to record some old stuff just for fun kind of like well we'll start here we'll take some of these really really old songs from when i was 11 and 12 and 13 and actually record them and release them
0: oh wow so you really i ended up releasing the songs years years later
1: yeah so, some so i want you know it, it I'm, I'm saying like they were like a lot of songs like I right right, right songs but but probably most of them are are trash I'm not saying they're good but then I went and I, I chose 23 I recorded 23 and then I ended up releasing 22 uh which was kind of like a good sum up of like you know a bit of this when I was 11 and this yeah. one I was and this one I was, and I kind of went like uh tried to do a, a, a really quick catch-up of all those years before like, I actually oh, yeah yeah
0: like, yeah wow that's cool that's really cool yeah um, nowadays I
1: look back and I find it endearing. It's like i I hear the songs. I'm like, Oh, that's cute. I'm not like, oh, that's amazing music i'm I'm just I just find it like it's good to look back and see where you come from and um how much you you know evolve and you grow up throughout like years in yeah. general. so it's yeah,
0: yeah, it's like you have a a timeline of your musical you know writing exactly like yeah. okay at eleven and fourteen, whatever it is all the way through. that's really awesome
1: exactly exactly
0: okay so you were doing both when did you you didn't show anyone your song until you were at berkeley
1: um i kind of started showing some stuff when i was i think 17 18 started did like two or three youtube videos but then i i still didn't really sing in front of people i and and the few times i did it i wanted to die i was like oh god (laughs) um (laughs) and then at berkeley i think i think that was awesome. Because there was really like a, a landing ocean. I'm like, I'm like abroad. I I'm far from home, so I'm I'm also not gonna be shy about singing or doing my music, or I'm just gonna own up to what I do, even if maybe it's not perfect. And and that was the moment where I actually started singing
0: you're like you just had this kind of epiphany of i you know what i'm here i i got here let's just go for it
1: exactly that there was a an open mic on the second day like i had never been to the states and or even that that far from home Mm -hmm. and you know i i had entered and i packed my stuff and i went and i was far away and suddenly on the second day there was an open mic and and somebody passed by me and gave me a sheet so I could put my name and I was like "Mm, no thank you and then a girl that I had just met was like oh let's let's do it and that was the click I was like actually yeah I'm already here like that screw it and I put my name and then (laughs) the funny thing is that I I realized that suddenly I was like I don't even have my my guitar and I don't even know how to play and then I was so uh you know scared and um, yeah this guy had just played a song and he was gorgeous and he was amazing and so I went up to him and I asked him if I could use his guitar and he looked at me kind of like oh god this freshman <laughs> this annoying! this annoying freshman is asking for my guitar how is she doing this and so he kind of like very you know, in a rest the reticent way. I don't know if you have this word in English. <laughs> like uh he, he just kind of didn't want to say yes, but he said yes. You're right. And he was just like a guess,
0: my, Sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly kind of kind of like almost mad. <laughs> right. And then and then uh, you know, I went and sang a song in Portuguese and I made everybody sing this like bridge part that had like this choir with parts that I taught while I was singing, and everybody kind of like tagged along and it's it was this moment maybe that was why i also immediately got the courage to start doing it more because it was such a an insane like first moment and then that guitar guy when i when i went back at him kind of like thank you thank you and he was like no no no, thank you (laughs) so he completely switched (laughs) and nowadays he's like one of my biggest friends and i'm i'm actually starting um you know i i ended up singing in his band and now we're actually starting a folk duo so it's funny how things kind of go around
0: wow that's really cool that is so cool (laughs) oh my gosh I love that you had never done that and you were you you didn't want to really you're shy or or afraid to getting in front of people but then when you're up there you're teaching the the audience how to sing the bridge of yours you're like okay and then at this part we're all gonna do this like to really engage everyone after just kind of being instead of just going up there timidly and playing it sounds like you we like it just like know. clicked when you were even up there.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know what happened I, but I still f- kind of feel that even in moments where sometimes I'm a bit nervous before any show mm-hmm. um it's like when I when I start playing it's not when I even when I get on stage but exactly so when I start playing it's like everything makes sense. It's like, well, actually it's about the music. So there's a part of me that I drop my shyness or my ego or my anything because it's it, the second music starts. It's about the music, and that's why we're all there together. And I think I felt this, the same. You know, I started singing, mm-hmm. and then he got to the bridge, and instinctively, instinctively, yeah, yeah, instantaneously,
0: uh, like, or, yeah, sure,
1: <laughs> like it, like out of instinct, right? Um, I suddenly instinctively. You know, I there's the word we were looking In- for. <laughs> instinctively. Instinct- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah
0: doesn't matter go ahead
1: that word um i just you know i had the parts in my head and so it was kind of easy to it wasn't about being shy or anything anymore it wasn't about me anymore it was suddenly there was this part of the song that had these three vocal parts and suddenly i was i had all these musicians in front of me it's not even a normal audience it was like all these you know colleagues like people that are are musicians like me Mm -hmm. um and so it was kind of easy to ask. But yeah, like I, when I walked off stage, I was like, what the hell just happened? It was fun. It was fun.
0: That is so cool. That's really cool. And then at that point, are you like, okay, I'm, you kind of pulled the band aid off and now, all right, let's show people my songs. Like it, that was kind of like the over the hill moment for you where now you felt comfortable showing people your songs and then you eventually went and start recording them.
1: Yeah for my songs it still took a, a bit um but that was like you know the 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 second day and so that started to sing that kind of that's where it started and then I started a series called Berkeley people to kind of go against this competition vibes that I was feeling that you know around school and mm-hmm. I started doing um I think it was a video a week I would post every sunday or something like that and um every semester had a bunch of videos where I would just put together people we didn't we wouldn't rehearse I would just send the song like the day before they would listen we'd get to a practice room put the iPhone so we have a bunch of bloopers because a lot of times it would just be funny and um and very very unpretentious and kind of like it is what it is it's about the music and that I think started also giving me the confidence to keep on singing and calling people and just and then in 2017 because I went in 2015 and then in 2017 that's when I actually went and recorded um some of my old songs that's where where I chose like the the 23 songs and I went uh-huh. to a studio and I rehearsed and I recorded and um and then in 2018 I released so it took a bit to actually be like this is my music but at least the singing and the you know I you know I I do this type vibe that 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 kind of started in 2015.
0: Okay. Wow. And from from there from like releasing the the the, all those songs like what was next did you end up finishing at berkeley and like what's kind of the next phase
1: so i graduated from berkeley uh end of 2017 okay so it was like three full years i went january 2015 and up until december 2017 um and then i decided to go to la actually to live in la uh in 2018 so i got there i released this 22 songs that i had done in three different albums which are called maru volume Volume one two three yeah okay exactly and then i ended up doing two more projects in la one that is called maru and manel which is you know all songs by a friend of mine from portugal manel and i Um, and it was fun because i we pretty much did it in five days and it was a very like let's just do it for fun. And so we recorded for two days and then I mixed with Pedro Caloni for two days and then we mastered for a day and that was it. And it was like done. Um, and then I kind of did the same in two weeks. I, I recorded It's Okay, which is, you know, the last album I released before this upcoming. Yeah, album. this
0: upcoming, sure.
1: Um, which I did with Andrew Keller, a friend from LA and, and we would do it, you know, he would be working up until 1 to 3 a.m. And then he would call me kind of like, hey, I'm done working do you want to come record? And I would be sleeping. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And so I would go meet him to just record all these songs that I had written while I was at Berkeley.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's uh, so, oh my gosh. So, so he just called you in the middle of the night. You had to go over there whenever it was, Hey, come yeah. come record. I'm done. And and then that's what it yeah, came. It's okay.
1: Exactly. Cause, cause I went to LA, but I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I went to Berkeley because I had scholarships. And so then I went to LA and I I was kind of like counting my pennies you know like um mm-hmm. I didn't really have uh gear to record or I I, I couldn't afford any studio and so Andrew it, it was his way of like he loved the music and he loved you know me as an artist and and we're very very good friends and so he would just what which is insane because he would work 12 15 hours and then call me kind of like hey I'm done instead of going to sleep like anybody would
0: right exactly he'll just go okay i'm ready to record you now it's 2 a.m let's do this
1: and he has a you know he has a studio he's all like he's amazing he's an amazing producer an amazing engineer and so he'd be like okay i I, i'm done uh let's let's do it um and so it's okay it's really is it's only like it only exists because of andrew uh and he was all made kind of like that like i was in la and really taking advantage of every opportunity and andrew you know had a studio and had the will uh, to do it and the love for it and so we we put it up together.
0: Wow, okay. And then you end up getting signed or just kind of discovered around that time too, right? Or was that before that?
1: No, it was around that time. So okay. the whole 2018 was my LA year and sure. at the end of 2018 that's when uh, Jacob told me he was going to LA like he messaged me on Instagram saying he was going to LA and that he had some ideas for songs that he loved my stuff and he would love to meet. And so we actually met end of 2018. Um, Super got along. And yeah, like in December, I went to do a show with him in Boston already as part of his band. And then the whole 2019, I went on tour with, with Jacob Collier. I don't know if I said that before. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's when, um, you know, the Quincy Jones productions that works with Jacob and has been working with Jacob since he started to, um listen to my original stuff, not just as you know, Jacob's band member, but actually as Maru. And and at some point um you know reached out saying that they would love to work with me as well.
0: Wow. And that must have been a big moment for you I'd imagine, right?
1: Yeah, because I had met uh Adam Fell which he's um he's the president of Quincy Jones Productions and he's mm-hmm. he's you know guy that Talks to me about wanting to together and everything, and uh, I had, you know, he's an amazing guy and professional and sweet and very very passionate about music. Then I was like, well, I I really like him, and also, it's Quincy Jones Productions. Like you can't, <laughs> yeah, right. You, you just know, you know, it's it's just a you just a know deal. they yeah yeah so so i was i was truly truly excited and happy
0: Mm -hmm. and you put an ep out pretty quickly right with them
1: um yeah i mean they're they're like my management okay so i i still work independent even now for this album yeah i I knew i
0: I knew this album was an independent release but uh, the other stuff was still too i wasn't sure how that worked everything okay
1: Everything has been independent. Uh, wow, this, that's incredible! This one is the first one that I have a, a distribution company called Venice. Okay. Um. So it's the first time I'm re- I'm independent, but I'm not by myself. I actually have a a team of awesome people. Um. That that believe in in in. Uh, you know, 2019 up until now uh i've been working with with Jones productions but as management so i still release everything independently and the Mm -hmm. ep with nazai i think that's what you're talking about
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah, i i was already with qjp yeah
0: okay cool well i want to talk to you obviously about uh can you see me but real quick to touch on just the eurovision thing how did that all kind of come about because it's such a huge (laughs) cool accomplishment
1: yeah it that was that was a, a crazy ride um i i'm not really a a big uh tv competition person i always you know i always thought i would never ever do stuff like that um not not because i have a problem with it it's just not my type of it's just not my thing Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: then for some reason i had been invited for three years and like three years in a row to to be a part of festival de canção which is basically era vision, but in Portugal, and then whoever wins goes, Went, goes and on to Portugal.
0: Portugal, right? Okay, cool. That's what I thought.
1: Exactly. And so for some reason, when they called me last year, um, inviting me for the fourth time, I, for some reason, I just had a gut feeling that actually, I should say yes, this time around. And I don't know why. And when I was talking to my team, you know, they invited me again. And they were kind of like, yeah, you shouldn't do it. you uh, I was like, <laughs> I, I do know. <laughs> yeah, usually people are like that. No. Uh, and I was like, I, I know. And I've always thought that way. And and I, I totally get why. But for some reason, I have a massive gut feeling that I should actually do it this year. Um, and, was you know, it the due amazing- to this?
0: Sorry, I was just going was it due to the song that you had or was that something that came I later?
1: Didn't, I didn't even oh, okay. have a song yet. I, okay, I, I sorry, don't go ahead. I don't know what it was. I think it was just literally like a gut feeling. And um the amazing part about the amazing thing about my team is that they 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 do trust me uh when I like when I'm adamant about something. And so they're kind of like oh, well, okay, then then let's just do it. Um and it, it was just purely out of, you know, I I have started a career kind of like out in the world and I go little by little, but I, my work wasn't really known in Portugal, which is my country. Mm -hmm. And so I think I thought maybe like, you know, fest it's, it's the, it's a festival that has, you know, people watch it in Portugal. And so I go with any song that represents me. Uh, I can, you know, stay, I don't know how to say like stay last. Like I can, be the last you can get like yeah yeah yeah,
0: I know, yeah and, I and what saying.
1: it's still fine because some people at least will hear you know about me or see my name or see my face and go, then go look for my stuff and we'll find some so i kind of did it out of you know pure you know little exposure but i didn't think that suddenly i was actually going to win the whole thing in portugal <laughs> and then go go to the a real deal that you know eurovision and and that was that was a big 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 surprise but it was also amazing because the the whole exposure thing that was that was you know
0: massive i mean the the scale that people are watching it is yeah massive
1: yeah i was doing it for like little exposure in my country just so that some more people in my country would know about my work and then it ended up and ended up like reaching a lot of, of of new people like people that really didn't uh know my my music so that that was awesome
0: mhm yeah i mean winning and then I, just going in as okay i want m- my country to know who, that i'm i exist and i write music and then to win and then now you're representing your country on this huge scale that's such a cool uh experience yeah. i'm sure
1: and it was awesome cuz a lot of people you know think your vision uh, especially musicians and everything think Eurovision is kind of lame or whatever and I, I think when you go do things whatever thing in life with the right perspective kind of like you just you can always take something good out of anything mm-hmm. um, it can become cool and that's what happened with Eurovision like the the Portuguese delegation and the girls I, I took to sing with me that are also amazing artists on their own
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we took that so lightly and so about the music and enjoying other artists music instead of looking at it as competition we just kind of went as like you know what an awesome experience to even be a part of it became this you know two of the best weeks of my life truly so so i'm so so happy i did it
0: What a yeah what a fantastic outlook to go into it as you know what i'm just going to be here i'm not going to look at it as we need to win this is going to be a huge competition let's just have fun yeah. and, and go with it. And then you still do incredible in the, in the contest too, which is <laughs> yeah, awesome. It was, it was
1: it was not, it was nice. Cause exactly. We were like fifth on the jury and then like ninth overall, which is, you know, it's a lot of countries and, and I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't taking a, a very like Eurovision song. So I wouldn't be surprised if we would like become like last. I, I it, it would be fine either way. We were so happy about what we were doing and, um happy about you know watching all of the performances and meeting all these people and um and o- honestly we we're all kind of rooting for ukraine too even though some people are like well this is not about politics it's about music it's like well it's it it kind of made sense
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and we were just happy that that at the end of the day People actually, re- you know, liked the song and related to it when we were even thinking, you know, it's not a very festival song and it's known, it's, but it's fine because we get to be a part of it. So it, it was cool.
0: That's so cool. That is so cool. Well, so tell me about, that was this last year. Did you already have this album ready? Because it looks like you started this record in twenty, the beginning of 2020, from what I read.
1: Yeah, this this record was all well done in 2020, and then we kind of finished up some production details um in 2021 okay but the the album really i i I listened to the album i i know it's already like two years old because we did like half of it beginning of 2020 like january
0: yeah and then a pandemic doesn't help anything (laughs) right and then
1: pandemic started sure which was cool because because of the pandemic well not because of the pandemic because we would have met earlier and stuff but at least at the end of 2020 blanda which you know, my friend that did the whole album with me, mm-hmm. uh, which, he's an amazing producer and pianist uh, from Minnesota. And he actually came to Portugal for two months and he spent whole October and whole November in in Portugal or like actually, yeah, the end of October till mid-December, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And um,
1: maybe he wouldn't have done that if, if the world wasn't stopped because he wouldn't have time. But at the same time, we did have to wait. Like we started all this things and ideas and actually finished like five songs in January and then end of 2020 was like only in in, at the end of 2020 was the moment when we were like okay we can meet again and make music again and and then we finished the album
0: okay wow yeah because it started like uh, when he came out to to Portugal right To, to to start the record with you
1: yeah both like in January and at the end of the year
0: Oh, wow. We did it okay. all in
1: Portugal. And then we finished up details, uh, some details in Brazil, which was fire. And then some details in LA.
0: Okay. <laughs> was that the first <laughs> time that you've wrote, wrote and recorded a record in, in Portugal?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. And, and it was awesome because we didn't, you know, we, we went like a day to studio to record... A part of, at the piano and record my siblings because they sang for a bunch of tracks like did for the they engineers. really that's cool yeah yeah and they're awesome they they're awesome um but w- actually the whole thing we we did it you know blender brought like his apollo twin like his interface and his computer and his mic i got some speakers that a friend like lent us and and we went you know, two weeks here, two weeks here. We kind of like jumped from place to place in Portugal and did the whole thing like kind of with a, this mobile studio, like zero uh, quality. And just, it was all about the the vibe of the places where we were at. It, it wasn't like prepared places to record, zero, zero. So like literally just, one, of the, uh, one of the best places was this little Airbnb that we found in the middle of the mountains in Portugal. And, and in like... Even snowed in one of the days we looked up the window and we, we set we set up the whole thing like in front of this little window of this like stone house in the middle of the mountain. And then suddenly we we looked up and it was snowing. And, you know, it's all these memories that really make the album so much more special.
0: Do you feel like each place or recording in different areas like that you kind of shape different songs on the record? Like did certain songs come out of situations like that?
1: For sure, yeah, yeah. Like for example, the the song "Can You See Me" mm-hmm. um is about my granddad that died at the end of twenty twenty, literally uh, a week or two before Blenda got there. So when he when oh he got to gosh. Portugal, I was absolutely destroyed. Um, even they were so sorry. Yeah, about my... that's
0: uh, that's that's hard. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, it 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 sucked, and it's 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 always so hard when somebody that is such a big part of your life is gone. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I lost somebody that was that close to me. So it was, I was just not in a good place. And, and blend is like my, he's like my safe place is my best, best, best friend. And my, he's like my brother. And we have so much fun together, but we also write and we get along and we have deep conversation, you know, he's just that person. Mm -hmm. And so when he got there, it was, at the same time like this relief kind of like i feel awful but at least you he's know, there yeah somebody's
0: there to kind of be there for you yeah A shoulder and so cry on so to speak
1: it, exactly exactly yeah i probably the reason why i didn't absolutely lose it was because he he arrived mm-hmm. like literally right after and we went up north to this house that was my grandpa's um and the the day we get there We go and have lunch to this woman that is like a friend of the family that uh, you know, worked at my grandparents' house for like 35 years and is, you know, she saw us all grow up, like my cousins and I. And and so the whole time I was there at lunch, I was, you know, it's like I would look over my shoulder and I would think like it doesn't make sense that he's not here. You would be sitting there at the table and you'd be. You know, because he was such a like he loved her so much, and she cooked so well, and he loved her food, and so I I kept on thinking about him the whole lunch, and so when you got home and we set up the studio, and it was the first day of this whole riding camp, and riding camp it was a, a trip, but right we set it up, blah, blah, had some dinner, and at night we're like, okay, let's let's start working, and immediately, can you see me came out like it just blended started playing some chords on the synth and and immediately i had like melody and lyrics and it literally starts like that like that today i looked over my shoulder hoping you'd be sitting in i almost felt like i could see you can you see me mm-hmm. and that's the name of the song and that was the, the you know the first song we wrote on that two months chunk you know trip that we did uh, and so that de- definitely the, the places we went to they they truly shaped the album and some of the songs and um -hmm. you know in this case it's like this the the album is called can you see me the whole album is dedicated to my grandpa and it's called can you see me because of this one song that is about him and and it wouldn't have happened if blended didn't get there like right after my grandpa was gone and and if we didn't go up to his house up north where you know it's it's even like kind of sad and weird but it's like his ashes are like kind of next to the house because there's like the little village graveyard and it, it, it so it was i think all these things really do shape like where you go and how it, do you feel and who you work with and who you feel good with they they do shape like the way you make music and write songs
0: mm-hmm. i completely agree and my granddad was my was my favorite person in the world too like that so relatable uh, and he, i lost him a few handful of years ago i've tattooed his name on my wrist um <laughs> but just well, like hearing that like he, he, i feel like he was there with you when you're writing the song like you to talk about it, like you know his ashes were right there like it's um i i feel like that's such a beautiful thing to you know can you see me and the name name the the album after that and it kind of shapes yeah. what became this whole project
1: no com- completely completely
0: wow and so would that happen right in the beginning of 2020 you said
1: so that was end of 2020 or end so of 2020 at the beginning was of 2020, exactly. when you see the, the, the first chunk we, of it. Yeah, it was the first chunk. And we actually got a, just like five days at this house in front of the beach, the little apartment in front of the beach. And we would, you know, wake up and go surf and then come back and write also like with our little mobile setup. But it was like five days and we did, Five songs that are kind of you know fun and light and you know we did like Rewired, we did Never Been So Sure, which is not out yet, but will be. We did When Mama Was Used to Sing. We did some you know some songs there, but then when he came for two months, we did a bunch of others. So we did This Feels Deceiving and Can You See Me and um, and that's really when you know two months. That's when we, because in January we we were just goofing around. We didn't have. We weren't like we're gonna do an album. We're like. I miss you let's do a trip and let's just make music for fun uh, which is what we did and we had these five songs that we loved and then COVID started and then we spent the rest of the year kind of like man we really love these five songs let's let's actually meet up and do more and see what happens and that's when he came like end of 2020 Uh, he Uh, came back to Portugal and we actually spent two months and that's when we actually realize you know because then we wrote a lot more songs and then Mm -hmm. realized wait we have an album of 14 songs and we started like there's also like there's like seven or eight more songs that we didn't put on the album because then it was too much but so we we're gonna do more and more stuff just because we work so well together but really truly those two months were the time where we came up with the actual project like a Mm -hmm. you know a thing that has beginning and an ending you know Mm -hmm.
0: That's awesome. That's I, yeah. I I had a chance to hear the record and it's, it's amazing. It's a really, it's a beautiful album. And
1: uh, ah, thank you.
0: That must be really exciting. Obviously it comes out this week. Is there anything like is, when you release something like that, is it like, are you nervous at all? Or it just feels good to have it out there.
1: I, I, I never got nervous from releasing anything. I think because I always release things I like and that I really enjoyed making and that i i really enjoyed listening to so i i think i'm so secure about it's so genuine like i really truly like it i didn't do it to try and please anybody or to try and make something go viral or i i really i did it it just came out that way that even if everybody would trash it i would still be like well it's okay i love it you don't need to like it so i think that completely takes out the the possible nervousness that mm-hmm. I, I might feel like it's just not i it's it's fine either i'm actually just so happy that it's out because one i feel like as an artist when you release something because you have this there's a whole process where you record and then you mix and then you mask and then you're checking if it's fine or details or so by the time you release it it's so like just so nice and so exciting that i you shouldn't it shouldn't matter what other people think it's like if you like it and if you enjoyed the process and if you're, you're if you're happy about the result and then, then that's it and i i'm really truly in that regard i'm truly mm-hmm. confident about the stuff i do because i only do what i what i like so um at the end of the day really the the, the only feeling is really like ah, it's been almost two years. We didn't release it because of COVID. So now that it's going to be out, it's like out. And you feel like you can, it's a chapter. You kind of close it and you can move on. And at this point, I have like 12 albums that are ready to record on my laptop. So I just want to like move. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine that you're,
0: yeah, it's been a while since uh, this has been finished. You probably have so many other songs that are already done and ready and probably excited about putting those out as well.
1: Yeah, I actually haven't recorded I, I I literally have like twelve albums that are ready of like music that I love, but all for different projects. And I haven't recorded anything. So I kinda wanna, you know, take album by album right now, uh-huh. you know, once September starts, like kinda yeah hit that and um but but for now it just feels exciting to to kind of see can you see me like out sure. in the world where it's not just mine or blenders, it's like mm-hmm. everybody it's for whoever okay wants to hear it too which mm-hmm. is
0: always nice yes i love that and uh, i don't think anyone's going to trash the record i think it's a, an amazing album so i don't think you have to worry thank about you. that
1: <laughs> but i appreciate your time no, today
0: I thank you thank you so much uh one more question i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists for aspiring for 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 artists uh, yeah aspiring artists
1: aspiring artists uh, I heard for signing an artist. I was like, oh. I don't
0: know anything about that. <laughs> do you have any advice um, for signing artists? <laughs> just
1: kidding. Uh, no, I, uh, I think maybe what I was just talking about, kind of like, know why you do it, you know, know why you do music and uh, go after what truly really moves you and what is exciting to you and what you like, you know, including, you know, to hear what you do and, and, just focus on that like don't really worry i feel like in the beginning people are like ah but then i'm scared what people will think or i'm afraid of posting videos or and i i think it's more of like do things you like including videos if you film yourself playing a cover and then you listen and you like it just post it if you like it that's fine it doesn't matter if no one else will but at least you start and um i think the same with music just go after what what makes you excited that that has been working with me like from day one because then you're doing it out of like pure pleasure and it's not to become rich or famous or go viral or you know uh, you're thinking about already how to succeed how to succeed and i don't think it's it's about that i think i mean it can be if you want to make it like a business thing but if you're actually in love with music then just remember that that you it's about the music